This episode of Unguilty Pleasure is proudly sponsored by my friends at Nomo, the UK's leading vegan and free-from chocolate. Nomo is dairy-free, gluten-free, free from egg and nuts. So anybody with allergens or someone like me, a vegan, it is perfect. Caramel and sea salt is my favorite flavor. It's that kind of light green aqua-colored wrapper. Ooh, if you see it, get it. It's so, so good. Nomo is available in the free from aisle at Tesco, Asda, Morrison's, Waitrose, Sainsbury's, Holland and Barrett, honestly anywhere, and on their website, nomochoc, N-O-M-O-Choc.com. Use the discount code UNGUILTYPLEASURE for 10% off the whole Nomo website. And thank you so much, Nomo, for sponsoring the podcast. Bye-bye. What a pleasure, what a tea. Let's bring love and positivity. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Unguilty Pleasure. My name is Christopher Hall and I am so thrilled that you are back for another episode. We are storming ahead with these episodes. Now I've uh, opened the, the, the floodgates. We're just getting them done. We're just getting them done. Um, no, honestly, thank you so much for listening. I hope you're enjoying uh, the episodes. If you are, do please rate and review and subscribe and tell your friends about the podcast. Um, I would uh, love it. Only if you've got something nice to say, though, uh, because because um, if it's not nice, I don't want to hear it. Uh, do go follow us on by us. I mean me. <laughs> it's just me. Please go follow the podcast on Instagram, Unguilty Pleasure Pod, and um, enjoy my conversation this week. It is with. Christina Bennington, she's an absolute legend, mega talented um, musical theatre actress, actress in general, singer. Um, and we met, uh, at, <laughs> I feel like me, all these guests I meet at fitness studios, just because that's, <laughs> that's just my, been my haunt for, um, for the last five years of my life. But we did meet at fitness studio. She's an absolute um, treat. She's just the sweetest thing. I'm so... Um, thrilled that she agreed to come on the pod she's currently in heathers and uh, the musical in the west end and um this release date of this podcast you should still have some time to go see it so get those tickets while you can and without further ado please welcome into your ears christina bennington Mwah! i'm so excited to be here with the super talented um actress uh west end and B-Way star. Yes. Uh, Christina Bennington. <laughs> hello, hello. Hi, I'm really excited to be here with you because, as you know, I am your biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> that is too kind, too kind. Um, this On the talk, on the TikTok. No, not just fan. the talk, in live. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, in live. I, I know it's too early to already say this, but you came into my life because I randomly did your spin class and had my life changed by it. And... Then I was just really obsessed with you and told loads of people about it, <laughs> about how I just thought you were a really great person. And then the TikToks during pandemic, obviously, Aww. just made it all complete. That was so kind. Yeah, you were one of, um, I remember the, the day we met, you, you you were just so kind and it was such, it was so, obsessed it was, with you. It was so sweet and so it was such a great Well, it was just lovely. You were just, <laughs> just such a lovely person and liked my spin class, which is really nice. Um, so uh, who are you? What are your pronouns? What do you do? How are you? Let's check in. I'm Christina Benton, pronouns mm-hmm. she, her. Uh-huh. I'm feeling 
quite good today, which is <laughs> quite good today. Which is great. I feel like you know, quite good this hour. Right. You know, it's that kind of time in the world where it really does differ. Uh-huh. Um, I'm currently playing the leading role of Veronica Sawyer in Heather's the Musical. Yes. And as we all know, in um, this self-employed world, doing many other things. Yeah. Always. 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We, I feel like almost everyone I've had on the pod so far is like, I am eight professions. Yes, because 100%. life needs that to yeah. uh, for us to survive. Um, how's the show going? Correct me if I'm wrong, Heather's was one of the first shows to reopen after lockdown? or d- Yeah, we reopened Socially Distanced okay. for four weeks. And then we were one of the first, and I think one of the only shows that went full capacity in the West End on the night you were allowed to. Love it. Some people waited a couple of days. Some shows were isolating. We were very lucky yeah, that we went been... straight to a full house, oh. which was... How was that first night? Do you know what? Actually quite terrifying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But also amazing. Yeah. Um, because, I, 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 as we briefly I, mentioned I before we started recording, the COVID anxiety had been so stressful up until that point. You know, I, I, I went remember. nowhere. I saw no one. I found it really hard because of the schedule of the show and the anxiety of closing the show by mm. getting COVID, you know, pre-restrictions change, to do anything at all. So yeah. I had been really worried. And then I was so excited, like, oh, we're going to have a full audience. We're going to have a full audience. And then one of the first things I thought whenever the lights went up was, oh my gosh, what if I get COVID from the audience? I just, I, the kind of conditioning of the last year and a half yeah. suddenly made me feel terrified to see so many people. And then after about two minutes, I'd forgotten about it. Of course. And it was amazing. But it's just so funny how conditioned we've been to be really scared of interaction. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm standing front and centre for three hours and the audience are less than a metre away from me. And there's a lot of people. Yeah. I was um, I was in a cab on Saturday night, obviously not in front of an audience, but just how busy like Saturday night now yeah. is again. And obviously completely, un- a year and a half ago, completely un- unfazed, totally normal. And I was like, what are all these people doing out? And I was like, oh, it's Saturday night in London. Like, of course, other people have had the same idea as me. Yeah. But you're so right. Just seeing sheer volumes of people again is like, oh, and of course, then it was unbelievably amazing because uh, the noise without even, even without question, of course, it was. Yeah, I'd never heard that kind of a noise. I've I've done shows, big shows before with big reactions and kind of culty type shows. Mm-hmm. But what was strange is I've never been in something so funny. Mm. So the sound suddenly of a thousand people laughing was yes. like so joyful. It was amazing, and it it was really a laugh a minute, if not a laugh every couple seconds the yeah. show so it was so strange it was like this weird bubbly thing and everyone was just grinning the whole time because oh. you just haven't felt that kind of sheer joy happiness in so long especially right. from a thousand people in a small room totally um and the heather's crowd is a, a special crowd right the the the, yeah. the big lines in the movie get sh- the, the biggest reactions mm. and people are so ready for yeah, they're ready the for the bits they know. But what's really interesting is when you get a really mixed audience of loads of people who clearly don't know the film or the musical mm. and don't know where it's going. And then when it hits some of those first big plot points, they're like, sorry? Yeah. <laughs> because they really thought it was going to be your regular high school Teeny teen thing. romance. And yeah, it's yeah. absolutely not. In any way, um, yeah. So yeah, it's very wild ride. Every night is completely different. And Ooh. that is the cliche about theatre, but it's because it's so true. Yeah, it's yeah. a completely different show if there's a bunch of people who know the show. Or a bunch of people who don't. Yeah. Because it must, like, yeah, in the first few minutes, 10, 20 minutes, you're either like, oh, this is going to go this way tonight. Like, yeah. or, or if you have like an, exactly said an audience of like, maybe like more 
old school theatre goers that just go and you're kind of like... And they don't understand why people are screaming at certain lines. And, yeah. But it's all so amazing to have that opportunity again to be like reading people mm. and reacting. Yeah. Because I think stream theatre is really cool and really important and content and things like that. But you don't have that element of being so on your toes, being yeah. like, okay, we haven't got them yet. How are we going to get them? We're okay. We're going to turn this around and make this a bit this. And then I know that crowd is going to, you know, it's a different kind of challenge, which I find mentally much more stimulating. Totally. Has there been any, um, any f- super memorable, like funny stories from this run or any like mishaps? I always love a mishap when I'm ever on stage. <laughs> I'm the, I'm, <laughs> I say this, any future casting directors, please close your ears. <laughs> I just, I will do, I do the job exactly the same. Yeah. And the, sh- the sh- it is there, but honestly, I there's nothing I adore more than yeah. than laughing with the, with some having like a moment with someone or having like a a thing on stage. It is just it's when so when amazing. all people just like just as a minute a second before like corpsing or like you just see a flash in someone's eye and they're just like oh gosh, <gasps> there is lots of open laughing and, okay. <laughs> and the audience can see us because the whole cast is so hilarious, genuinely. Yeah. That there are some points that you cannot not laugh. Mm-hmm. Like there's a bit where Madison comes on at the end. I won't spoil it, but she has this really exposed entrance where we're all facing the front watching her, mm-hmm. and it's so hilarious yeah. and so ludicrous. And sometimes I can't hold it together, and I just have to act like my character is laughing. Yeah, yeah. Slash the audience know, but right. it's it's so funny. But, you couldn't not be laughing. And but, as an audience member, I also adore when you just see a, someone laugh. Yeah. Because it, it, it's live theatre. It's in the right you love show. And you'll yeah. tell everyone, you'll be like, I was there the night that this happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we had loads of mishaps because we, we had such a short rehearsal period that the first couple of weeks we were still kind of finding our feet and stuff. Yeah. But we had this one really funny one, which <laughs> was so weird. Before the show, I kept calling the sound number two and I was like, something's wrong with my microphone. It's mm-hmm. not the same. And he was like, I haven't changed anything. And it was actually, it was a depth sound too. He was only there. He's on tour now. And he, um, so he didn't know our microphones or us as well. And he was like, we haven't changed anything. And I was like, I swear, it's just, it looks a bit dirty or it's not the right length where the hair is painted on the microphone. It just doesn't feel right. And he was like, no, it is fine. Trust me. And I was like, okay. But I knew something wasn't right, but I went with it. And then I stood on stage and I'm stood in the blackout. And the first thing that happens is the end of the announcement. And I go, September 1st, 1989, Dear Diary, lights up. And I went, sip. And my microphone wasn't on. And I was like, sip. And all you could hear was do 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 and I was like, oh my gosh. And I knew immediately what had happened. I was like, I'm wearing Jordan's mic. I knew it because I had said there is something wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as soon as I heard him doing his warm-up from his dressing room. It's a good thing he wasn't like on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Talking to someone or like practicing his lines. I don't know. He was just doing this warm-up. And it was a good sort of five to ten seconds where I was just repeating September 1st nothing was happening the audience was laughing September I knew 1st. exactly what was happening but I was thinking I, I don't know a board well enough to, to know can they just switch our mics but no they can't obviously because programmed yeah so then the stage manager came out the lights came up and I just took a really big bow and then walked off stage <laughs> and that is and the show guys and then I had to because it's I had to take like half my costume off undo yeah, my hair yeah, yeah. change the microphone redo my hair again put all these like layered costumes back on again and then just restart the show but it was just one of those things where, you know, nothing bad happened because we hadn't started the show, so we just started again. Right, right, right. And, you know, he wasn't overheard doing anything else, so it was, like, a brilliant mishap because it was just very funny. Yeah. That was, yeah. Thank cracking. God he wasn't in the 
bathroom. Or... <laughs> the toilet. It was so or, funny. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it. Those are all the best. The um, it's the the yeah when the mics someone's mic goes off and they're warming up backstage. But um, I did a show once and we suddenly heard the lead belting in the um Great. in the corridor backstage. And we were like, fantastic. Oh, just the ghost of. <laughs> She's ready. <laughs> through the hill, ready. through the halls. Um, I love it. And um, something I uh, have always, since I've, you know, we've connected and we've followed you on social media and um, what there's been such a, um, uncomfortable and tricky conversations over the last, in recent times, um, and something that um, you always speak up about are the um, definite issues that are face, or not issues, the, the, the things that we are realising we could be doing better within mm-hmm. the musical theatre industry when it comes to representation, when it comes to how um, actors and are, are treated and how, how you, um, and uh, and diversity and things like that. Um, do you, how do you um, feel the industry is changing? Do you think it's moving in the a good way in fast enough or more to do? I think there is a lot of desire for change from actors mm-hmm. and from performers. I don't think that there is the same desire for change across the board from producers mm-hmm. and creatives. I have always been a big believer of using my position within a company um, to speak up for other people. Mm-hmm. I volunteer for Equity Dep ever mm-hmm. since my first job. I'm an equity dep. I'm equity dep currently, um, with a member of the ensemble as well, because mm-hmm. I think it's always fair to have their um, concerns raised as well. Yeah. And I'm always very aware that we also represent the stage management, right? Who don't have a dep usually. It is us, and a lot of people actually forget about that when they are deps. And I came, I had a really unfortunate experience in another big show that I was in, that mm-hmm. I was the lead, um, where I was forced to step down as equity dep. Okay. Because I was told it was a conflict of interests. And the producers weren't happy with me being a good adept because they thought it... Essentially, they didn't like how many things I was willing to raise right. on behalf of a company. And at that time, I chose... I was less outspoken, less secure than I am now, and I chose to accept it. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, fine, find another person. Um, but now I would not do that because I think what is the most important thing when you have profile, especially when you have privilege, when you are a lead, mm-hmm. what are they going to do? Fire me. So I very much will go around the company and be like, what difficult thing do you need me to say and make mm. out like it's my issue? Wow. Because what are they going to do? Yeah, yeah. Fire me? And ensemble. Well, <laughs> but this is the thing. It's like I know my position of power. I know my position of privilege. Yeah. Being the lead, being a white female, cis, every single kind of privilege I can have, able-bodied, heteronormative, you know, yeah. everything, um, neuronormative, everything. Um, puts me in a position where I have sway. Yeah. And therefore, I will often find things that the company is unhappy about and Mm -hmm. make out that it is something that I specifically have a problem with. Right. Because it is much easier for me to have that conversation without repercussions. Right, right, right. Because even if they're slightly, if they don't agree with me or they're uncomfortable, they're less likely to hold it against me because of all the things that I am quite clearly bringing sure of course which everyone else in a cast also brings but aren't appreciated in the same way definitely or can't be quantified monetized it's it's not even um a secret that the the lead you know the the of course um i mean you know when you're in a show it is an 
a whole cast, it is yeah. ensemble, but of course the the lead has most you yeah, have sway course. and you have power and you have the you know the, there's one of you there's eight ensemble members that we can shuffle in and shuffle out you know and or, you can or, choose to enjoy that and just like go on a power trip or you can find ways that to use it that are helpful for people mm-hmm. and I think I've learned more through my career how to use it for good yeah um which is definitely a learning curve right because at the start you just feel pressure and you're not really sure what to do mm-hmm. when you're a lead but now I know the actual maintenance of being a lead in an eight show week, I know how to handle. I have no fear with that. I know I, like I can do the show eight times a week, whatever I'm asked to do. Yeah. So then you're able to find the other facets of what it means to be a lead. Mm. And I think with representation and diversity coming so much to the forefront at the moment, I think what's important to know is I think there are more people within the industry turning down auditions and jobs when they know they should not be given that opportunity. Mm. So, or again, and it's so hard to frame this because I don't think I should be given like props for being a good person for doing it. Totally, Because yeah, it yeah. is the least you should be doing. 100%. Is turning down things that you know it's not the right time now for every Disney princess to be white. Yeah. You know, like for and- every, for this show that's coming back, you know, and it's it, you have to be very careful with what things you are agreeing to do and how mm. you're agreeing to do them. Yeah. Because, for and instance... Why? Yeah, and why, you have wh- you have to ask. I tweeted about this the other day because I was talking to a friend about it and we were saying that so many people are really scared to ask about cast diversity before they take a job. Mm-hmm. And my view on it is it's easy for me because what's the worst they're going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, they I know they want me to do it yeah. most of the time. I've been offered it. So they have to answer. But realistically... Producers are not answering. And this is what I mean by there is not the same desire. Um, the Heathers producers, lovely Paul Taylor Mills, did um, mm-hmm. give me an answer. Um, so there are people out there who really are doing their, the most they can. Their contribution. Yeah. It, but yeah. the problem is it's not coming from the top. Right. And I cannot remember. Well, I can remember the last time actually that I, the last and one of the only times that I have been directed or in any kind of creative team Mm -hmm. by someone who was not white Mm. was having a female black director on a standalone concert I did a year ago. And that to me, she's amazing. Um, Annabelle, hi. Um, But I was so, I was like, wow, this never happens. Yeah. How amazing. And it's all well and good saying, well, we've got 40% of our cast are non-white or whatever. But if no one backstage and no producers and no creative are non-white, those people do not feel comfortable. They, they are being tokenized and it's representation for representation's sake a yeah. lot of the time or rather dis- than feeling yeah, valued. The, the display cabinet as opposed to... Yeah. Ha- Which is very hard because what do we do as performers? The, the casting... The, I, I always just say, ask. Because if you ask, even though the producers already exist, mm-hmm. even though the creatives already exist, before you audition... The more people that ask, they'll realize that people care. People, yeah, and, and people the demand want the is there. To be a certain thing. It doesn't matter if you're a leader ensemble; you should be asking. And then the more, pe- if twenty people ask in a cast, they go, "Ooh, next time we need to have, be ready to give a better answer." Yeah. So I think that's the only way that I know to go about it right now. And again, I'm very aware that it's much easier for me to ask than a lot of people because it's scary. But do it, mm-hmm. do it, everyone, and see what happens. Yeah. And if you don't, if you have options of what to be doing. In jobs, know which ones you should be really shouting about the need for diversity in yeah. and not taking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, we've talked, spoken about it a, a bit um, 
on the pod. Um, just the kind of uh, the whole uh, entertainment industry, really, but also MT. Like you kind, of, I mean, because that's the experience that I know. How you're you hold on so rigidly to the dream and the job and the this has to work and all this stuff and and I'll, you know you take anything without you know, blindly without asking, mm. like you say, asking questions or figuring out whether it's actually something you really want to do or really be involved in. And I think, um, uh, of course, and and everyone's has their own uh, reasons why they want to do jobs. And, uh, and I, you know, I get, get that. But as soon as you kind of, like you've just said, like, what they're going to do, fire me. Um, I've, you know, you know that if they do, you're going to be a, a person still with a life and a purpose and your talent and all this. So it's so, I think, magical when you get that spot of like, I love I love working, I want to do the job, but... We have more perspective to, now, don't we? I yeah, I want it to be... After the last bit of time. That yeah. It's like, yeah, my job is a part of what I do. Mm-hmm. my job is not me I'm not my job mm-hmm. my job changes all the time so yeah. how could it define me it's right. very oh. rarely the same job <laughs> for more so than true. Yeah. six months you know I'm playing different characters all the time like it's yeah. it's it can't be the thing that defines you and you're so right like dreams change and I think this podcast is about what makes you happy right mm-hmm. so I think you have to realize that what makes you happy often are your values and how you enact them in all areas of your life Ugh including your job yeah which is so much easier said than done it's a constant struggle yeah but you've got to try Mm. yeah 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 (laughs) and I think what makes me happy is feeling like I'm doing a job that I'm fulfilled by and Mm. that is my dream job and what makes me very unhappy is taking a job that I know is someone else's dream job but not mine Mm. so a lot of these bucket list roles that people are like do this do this do this I'm like but I don't want to and why should I do that when it's going to make someone's life if I don't want to do it, yeah, just because I can, it's yeah, yeah. not the right reason to do anything. And right, I always think do what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and outside of that, you're exactly right. This podcast is all about pleasure seeking and just contentment. Contentment. Right? What does that look? What does that um, look like for you? This is going to sound so weird, but I was thinking loads today about how little time I've spent around trees recently, <laughs> and. I Nature, baby. love specifically trees mm-hmm. so much, like a forest. Like that would be my ideal first day if someone was like, you know, let's go like for a big hike or walk in a forest. You had it be here like, first. Delightful. <laughs> yes, everyone. If you want to take me on a date. Unfortunately, I don't know how many. <laughs> I think there's a lot of girls and gays that listen to this podcast. <laughs> but like, a lot of girls and gays. That but, makes um, me happy is like trees and like I know a lot of people who grow up by the ocean always want to go back to the ocean so I think because where I'm from in Northern Ireland in Belfast yeah it's within such close distance to so many amazing trees and forests Mm -hmm. surprisingly near the city yeah that like that is something I reconnected with over lockdown when we all had I know it's very not cool to say but lockdown one I loved you I I know you liked it too I I, lockdown one was kind of a vibe yeah I absolutely loved it and because I got family time, which yeah. I've discovered is way higher up on my list of things that make me extremely happy than I thought. I, pff, yeah. And trees. Um, but lots of things, you know, I think we, it's like rediscovering the life balance is so strange. And mm-hmm. I know most fitness instructor performer friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I have also obviously exercise and 
Endorphins. Yes. Is a big part of life. I've literally just done a reformer Pilates class. That's where I've come from. Moments before. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm still feeling some of those endorphins. Mm-hmm. So, I, sorry, that was like such a word vomit of like things I'm currently thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> we love the conscious, just conscious thought. Just let it yeah, out in a stream. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you, and do you have a spiritual practice or? Do you know what's so interesting about me is I... I'm in so many ways, I I hate to say this because I like to think that I have made decisions to create my personality, but I am the most Aquarian Aquarian of all time. Work. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome, friend. I am like, I want to be a trailblazer and I will accomplish things like this. This is how it will happen. X, Y, and Z. I'm like very... I think I can come across as cold Mm -hmm. to people when they don't know me because I'm so logical and this, this, and this. But what I gravitate towards are people who are quite spiritual, Mm. but I am not Okay. in theory. But I think there's something in me that is constantly looking for that. Right. Which is why, for example, like when I, like the fitness instructors I love are the people who give me something else that I can't put my finger on. Hence why I like fell in love with your class. And I said to you, I was like, I don't know why, but you motivate me. I don't know why, Mm. but there is something in your energy that I'm looking for. Ooh. Same with Jono at One Rebel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely obsessed. Yeah. And it's the energy, Shout and I don't Jono. know why. Yeah, Shout yeah. Shout out to Jono. <laughs> and I, I seek out friends like that as well. Yeah. A lot of people. So I think I am very... I think this is going to sound like I hate myself, but um, I'm very, like, sort of ruthless and ambitious mm-hmm. and driven and I like to I want to do something and I do it mm-hmm. and that can be quite off-putting I think sometimes and it I think I and then classic Aquarian yeah when you get very close to me I cry 24 <laughs> 7 like I'm incredibly emotional yeah yeah so I think with regards to spiritual practice for me it's all about knowing myself yeah so it's more like within like I I, if you look at it from a business standpoint a lot of people say to me wow you really know your voice and your body well Uh I always know what's happening yeah I know how to compensate everything yeah because I'm so interested in the pursuit of knowledge about myself oh yeah but therefore but I don't think it's not necessarily because I'm just super (laughs) self-involved true truth also but I'm so interested in how I work yeah but I haven't reached a point where I fully understand how I think Mm. So I think that is why I reach out for people, like a lot of my friends, like one of my closest friends is a sports psychologist who specializes in disordered eating, which mm-hmm. is something I've had a real problem with for a couple of years. Um, and so I, I, I look for people that can explain why I'm thinking, yeah. how I think. Yeah. And a lot of that for me just happens to come through the form of classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's the other thing I like to do. So it's kind of them coming together. Yeah. So that's sort of a long-winded way of saying I haven't found a spiritual practice, but I feel like I'm always but you're, looking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, well, to, I, I do. And I think, um, honestly, the pursuit and like the quest, I love the concept of like the quest actually being the best part. Yeah, I love and, people. And I love being, going, ooh. what do you do? Mm, Tell yeah. me, let me try that. Let me see if this works for yeah. me. Um, and I also just think if you're open to it, there's a world There's there's a world that awaits. Yeah. Like, and it's so actually exciting that you don't have all the answers yet. Pretty much all my close friends are somewhere on the spectrum of 
having much more spiritual lives, being better connected to their own emotions, I guess, mm-hmm. and their feelings um, than I am. And it makes me sort of emotional thinking about that because I, like, I'm well known, for example, in the Heather's cast for every time someone says something emotional, I burst into tears immediately. Yeah. Like, I'm just very on that edge of, like, <laughs> I either come across as I have no emotions or I'm constantly crying. Yeah. There's no in-between, in a way. Yeah. Um, because I'm, you know, a lot, like a lot of us in this world, I work and work and work till burnout. Yeah, yeah. And then I collapse. <laughs> then and some people get to see that bit. Yeah. And some people don't. So I'm very interested to... And I don't know if I ever want to find out. Mm. As in, I don't know if I ever want to decide on, like, this is what I do. Yeah. Spiritually, it's more that I like experiencing things with other people and uh, yeah. what theirs... Because I, similarly, I always... Like, I like to be a fixer for other people. Like, I come, my dad, I take after my dad because he always says, I know a guy about everything. <laughs> but that is me. If someone I know is like, oh, I'm really, my jaw's really tight. I'm like, my best friend is a TMJ specialist. Let me sort him out there. Yeah, yeah. And I love fixing people up to fix each other and help yeah, each yeah. other. Because I also like being in that train. So I'm like, tell me a person you know that can do this for me. Yeah. Great. Send me to your, you know, acupuncturist, your, whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I'll do it. So yeah, people, people are the best. <laughs> and I think... um I think you do also you're it's it's you're allowed to be somebody who needs um someone else as like the gatekeeper like you get you get the kind That's of so people yeah. you get the people who obviously are the the healers you go to and the um you know leaders of the classes or the mm. this and the that but then not everyone has to be leading the session or you know be the um expert mm. there has to be people that you know that you need that's so true. That you need to actually when I think about it, unlock I'm, your you I'm know. so type A and I lead so many things in life and I'm in charge of so many areas of my life mm-hmm. that I do gravitate towards people who will just take that take the reins for a moment. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I actually need someone else to I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> Can someone you please... decide what restaurant we're going to. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Tell me where we're going for some, you know, just like lead the conversation for a moment because yeah. I need to listen. Mm-hmm. I need to not talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing because I'm always talking for my Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I love that. So you would say kind of your, when you're taking care of yourself, self-care and wellness, it would be letting other people yeah. Um, Let, giving my, unlock you. Yeah. And yeah, you don't have myself, to unlock yourself all the time. You can just sort of stand there and... and yeah, self-care take. for me is remembering not to be so type A all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, t- like super... One of my friends always jokes is like, A plus plus plus. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I have to You're remember like, it's okay. Play. I don't need to know how to do everything or to do everything for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason why... Like, because I do... Like, I'm also a person, very Aquarian of me, uh-huh. who trust experts. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm oh. like, yes, I trust you because you have trained in this and you yeah, know what yeah. you're doing. If you know the answers, I'll listen to them. So self-care is finding, for me, the best expert in whatever it is. Mm, and outsourcing. Completely trusting them. Yeah. That is how I've always worked in my job and outside, mm. always. And I think something the pandemic has taught me is that I actually do like alone time. Mm-hmm. Before that, self-care for me was always like, I must see a friend for a coffee. I must. And I never spent any time genuinely by myself at all. Yeah. I would go to a class, you know, someone teaching who I know, see people there, meet someone for a coffee, go to the theatre, do a show. And that was Mm -hmm. my life. Fit as much in as you can. Yeah. Yeah. And just all people oriented. Mm -hmm. And now I think I need to read a book Mm. in the morning. That's like my sake. I have this new like sacred time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
eat my oats <laughs> and drink my coffee and read a book and no one can get me because it's before emails time. Yeah, yeah. Much harder to do during a show because my sleep schedule is really annoying. Right. But when I'm not in a show, I'm more naturally a morning person. Mm-hmm. Wake up, like have that time before anyone can reach you. Yeah. It's self-care for me because, and I, you know, like getting off screens for a bit, which I'm awful at at the moment. Yeah. Because I'm slightly more careful resting my voice and stuff. So there's less things I can do and I can't really go places at the moment because I'm trying to keep a show open. So I'm always on socials trying to do stage door via socials. Yeah. But usually self-care for me is going for a walk in the forest and throwing the phone away. away, Yeah. Leaving it at home and going with my brother and sister and doing something fun. Love it. Who are the best people on the planet, by the way. Shout out. I don't know if they'll listen to this, but. (laughs) Yes, they will. Um, I, it's so, you're, when you said before emails time, like how hard is it to not reply to emails at 7am and then oh, when fun. something comes in at like half 10, 11 and you're like, oh, I better just reply to that. But you're so right. Just trying to have like, no, at 9 or 10 or 9.30 or whenever you're going to be like, now this is. And schedule send is the best thing ever invented for you and for other people. Just uh-huh. schedule send it to go at 10am, you know, even if you're doing emails oh, in the yeah. evening. But that's what I do for all my agents emails because I'm mm. like, I'm going to respect your free time and send everything's, you're going to get five emails from me on Monday at 10am. Yeah. <laughs> I'll schedule to send or whatever it is. Yeah. Because the more you do that for other people, the more they will do the same for you and yeah. not email you at random o'clock. Oof. <laughs> top that's tip, team. Top tip. Heard it here. Um, what just circling back a little bit because I just had a flash and I just want to ask you this what would be what uh, we've talked about that you're not gonna just take or or any old job but what Mm -hmm. what is what do I want what is a dream what's or or what's where do you see the future steps or where what what could be next I think I've spoken about this a little bit recently in that I was lucky enough to do more screen work in the pandemic Mm -hmm. because that was still happening so I did sort of five tv jobs in that year back to back which is really nice um had some time off in between obviously because that's how that works Mm -hmm. um and I sort of discovered my world I've discovered that like I love being on stage yeah but working in theater is not my natural habitat okay the social aspect of it like the how the building works the the drama of it really and being on a set Mm -hmm. is exactly my people oh okay and I remember calling my agent, David, and being like, I found my people. And he said, interestingly, I've spoken to two other musical theatre people who've transitioned to screen today who said the exact same thing wow. on the same day. So I think it's a different atmosphere. It's, again, I'm a morning person, uh-huh. so I fit in. Yeah, yeah. But it's just a different way of working and it feels much more collaborative, uh-huh. ironically, um, and less hierarchical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoy it. So for me, I just want to do a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I generally choose anything that challenges me. So I'm not saying I won't do a musical again, but it would have to be something I'm a bit scared of. Mm. So yeah. that it's worth, so that it would take a long time to get good at it. Right. Because the minute I feel like I've mastered it, I'm bored. Yes. In a way. Like I'm still finding stuff in Veronica's track where I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's a new joke. I've got a new laugh tonight. Or, yeah, yeah. you know, like, oh, that's a way to sound more impressive, but actually maintain energy a bit better like I'm still finding ways to make the show better yeah and I do think it's still getting better every night and if I was doing it for a year it would hit a point where I was like now I'm making it worse right because I'm looking for new stuff and I'm overcooking it now yeah yeah so it has to be something I'm scared of Mm. any tv film or musical no matter what it is if it's not challenging I'm not really interested Mm -hmm. 
love fighting talk yeah um I don't know how <laughs> so I did um my first tv job um just before in at the end of 2019 mm. which propelled me into that incredible 2020 of all that work <laughs> Not the highlight of my choreography career (laughs) just before the pandemic. Um, But I found, so I'm painfully, annoyingly, stupidly like shy in new situations. Um, And like, I'll, like, I, 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 from like childhood, I think I'm being like polite. Yeah. But like now as like a 30 year old, I'm just like a mute, like, like, sometimes I have to really catch myself and be like, you're old, probably older than. Mm. half the people hit not not that it is about age but like I have yeah. to vote <laughs> like actually tell myself like speak up like yeah. you're not being polite um but I did find with tv that like there is more people to just ask and they'll be like oh it's this and everyone's always new there's always a new person every always single day. new yeah so it's totally fine and I'm almost the opposite in that I behave when I arrive at something like I've been there for months yeah which see, I, I don't think I'm so jealous that you can, because I see it in people. Like I see, like in, I just in hate small talk. I hate awkwardness. I, but, but I hate so it. I but I just, it. well, but it's bad because people will be like, Did, "Have we spoken before?" But I'm just <laughs> acting like we know each other. It's like I've never quite got on board with this whole the whole theater thing of like when everyone comes in every day, everyone being like, "Hey, hi, how are you?" It's like good. Yeah, also good. Great. I will just if I saw you, I'd be like, "Was that thing good?" Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I basically but, will skip all the greetings. It's very like an Irish goodbye. Like, I don't feel the need to hello and goodbye everyone. Right, right. We'll just go, we'll, yeah, take the beginning, take the end off. Let's yeah. go straight to the So I will just act like combo. we never left the theatre the night before. Yeah. But some people think that's impolite. Right. So it doesn't always work. Okay. You know? <laughs> so people think like, oh, she hasn't said hi to me today or whatever. And yeah. it, you know, it just doesn't cross my mind to like greet everyone and say goodbye to everyone all the time. Yeah. Which I don't know why and I don't know if that is rude, but I just behave like we never leave. But I like... I see how it could come across rude, but I also see how, let's just say, let's talk about yeah. what you did today as opposed to like the high good. Let, let's so just I go, won't do the high good. Short I'll good, be like, shortcut. in that scene, this is happening. You know, like I'll just go straight to having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Which probably confuses a lot of people yeah. on set when you're new and they're like, have we met? Because there's always a thousand people on set because, so they're like, maybe we actually have met and I don't remember. I'm like, no, no, I'm new. I'm um, new. I'm just, just fighting. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just breaking down this barrier now. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I just stand mute until someone goes, are you lost? And I'm like, <laughs> like yes, 1000%. Like, I'm like painfully lost and please <laughs> just like, please help. Um, <laughs> but we're working on it. We're working yes. on it. We're all of work in progress. Thank you. Um, Christina, before we carry on with our riveting conversation, Mm -hmm. um, uh, my gorgeous friends at Nomo, who are sponsoring the podcast, thank you very much, um, have sent us some chocolate treats, chocolate (gasps) treats to try. So ideal. Um, I love Nomo because I'm vegan. She's vegan. Um, Obviously, you know that Nomo is vegan and it's free from dairy, gluten, eggs, nuts, allergens, free. Love that for us. Love that for Honestly, so I've got some of the green, the green wrapper, which is the hazelnut crunch. I've um, not tried before. Have you not tried it? No. All right. Fun. Here's um, take a little piece. Oh, we'll do a little clink so in the middle. Oh, cheers! 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 <laughs> Let's go. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, hazelnutty. <laughs> Crunchy. Mm. Oh, that's so good. I haven't had that this one before. That is actually delicious. I feel like we're doing ASMR chocolate. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't want to get too like close to the the mic with mm-hmm. my um <laughs> chewing sounds. Genuinely. Although maybe I'll get a whole other 
a whole mm. other host of people. I know. Del- actually delicious. <laughs> so good. It's always better. It's always... Nomo is very creamy, isn't it? Very. Which I guess is a weird thing to say when you're a person who doesn't eat cream, but that kind of like, it's really addictive. It is. Makes your mouth water loads. Mm. Like saliva. Uh, this really is ASMR, <laughs> isn't it? Absolutely delicious. It's we love it. <laughs> saliva. We love um, gorgeous, as, as always. Mm. As always. All right, well. <laughs> Swallow your mouth full of chocolate. I'll be spitting um, for the rest. <laughs> and um, let's get back to the podcast. Thank you so much, Nomo. I'm guilty pleasures with Christopher Hall. All right, well, I have to ask you the question. Yes. And the question is, what is, Christina Bennington, your unguilty pleasure? Bring it to the table. State your case. Now, I had a couple of thoughts and they're all very different and they're all very I'll just say them. I want to hear them um, all. So I was sort of speaking to my sister about it. And I was like, what do you think? Because the first thing is, I'm really not ashamed about anything about myself. Love. Which is something I've learned over the last couple of years. I used to be a lot more insecure. And now I'm very much like, this is how I am. Yeah, yeah. And not like I will never change, but like I will own up to anything or whatever. So I was like, I can't think of what, what would I be ashamed of? And she was like, you do have porridge for dinner quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like mm. sure 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 it's my favourite meal of the day uh-huh. um, if I could I would have it for all the meals so sometimes if I like haven't had it in the morning because I've had to go out for brunch or like go do a thing I'm like I am having porridge, porridge for dinner and I don't care how boring that is that is what I want do you jazz it up or is it no no <laughs> Like with peanut butter, I don't know, and like yeah, pe- protein powder in something. it. So like, yeah, it's nice. okay, yeah, but just it's like not just plain wa- oats. No, yeah, fine. But like oats and water or whatever. And I, but it's like the most comforting thing in the world for mm. me. So I think that's like my like nostalgic, weird, comforting thing that people might think is weird. But then, so I had a couple of like personality thoughts. Okay, I think my unguilty pleasure is mm-hmm. like I take pleasure in being confident in my talent. <sighs> Get it. Because yeah. it is so shameful and yes. frowned upon yeah. to yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. I am good at that. Yeah. And I love being... taking compliments <laughs> and being like, yeah, correct. But by yeah. Just, <laughs> because by the same token, I like if someone is like, you were so great, I'll be like, thank you so much for thinking that. Yeah. Because you're not because then you're not stamping on how they feel about something mm-hmm. and making it about yourself yeah. and your insecurity and being like, well, actually, I thought I was not very good today. Yeah. You just go, thank you for how you feel. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I love being like, yes, I am very good at singing. Correct. Yes. I am very bad at swimming. Yeah. I cannot <laughs> so, skateboard. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like why, why... so open about what I can and can't do. And, and when you've just been the lead of a show, why be like, oh, was I? Yeah, how insulting to people. Yeah. So to be like, like, I'm at the pinnacle of my career and I think I'm bad at stuff. So no. I, so I, like my, I cannot take compliments very well, um, but someone, um, we were having this discussion and like I was like talking about like some choreography I'd done and um, this person was like, oh, I love, oh, this is it. This was the story. So I was on my friend's um, music video. My friend was mm-hmm. recording a, uh, she recorded a song, shout out Jen Jameson. Um, and um, I was on her music video and she, I choreographed. Um, which is something I can do. Yeah. And she wanted me to do it. Like, so it's not as if I've like, she's like reluctantly asked me. Yeah. She was like, Chris, can you do it? And then all through the day, like a handful of people, like not a handful, but you know, four or five people were like, mm. oh, love your choreography. And 
each time, like, my reaction was, oh, do you? Or I was yeah. like, um, oh, it's the first thing I've done, like, since COVID, like, Ugh. Yeah. And then I was like, I literally, ha- like, the director was like, oh, love your choreography, mate, thank you. And I was like, oh, thanks. And I, like, did this, like, annoying, like, bit. And I was like, why have you done, like, now they think I'm some, like... You have to make it not about you, right? And it's yeah. so hard to do. Because then you're, like... Uh, but you're putting it down their taste. Uh, exactly that. And I was like, my friend was like, you're you're saying that their opinion isn't right. Yeah. Like they've said, I like a choreography. And then if you say, do you? Like, yeah, it's like, they're, well, they're I like, don't well, trust well, yeah, your I do. Like, yeah. I just, I, yeah. she just said, and that just blew my mind. I was like, I think that's why I fit in in America. Oh, because I just say like, exactly what I want and exactly yeah, yeah. what I'm good at. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I won't lie to you. My Geordie accent is not amazing, but yes. I'm exceptional at singing. Yeah, yes. You know, like I, I, I'm like, I'm just very, very clear. Yeah. And but I what think, a freeing yeah, that's thing like, to I, just... Pl- I take absolute pleasure in knowing how hard I've worked and therefore how good I am at stuff. Yeah. And how terrible I am at stuff that I have... Oh. Uh, that I have not practiced, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Like if someone was like to me, can you do this ballet I would be like absolutely not yeah no would you like me to sing it please <laughs> please let me find you someone yeah. else who can do yeah. the ballet for you and I'll you. get back into my fixer personality of like but I know a guy yeah <laughs> which <laughs> is the other part of guy me. down the road so that was like another thing I thought about because I was like that that is a thing that people do make you feel guilty for make yeah. you feel like you should be shame, ashamed and yeah, yeah, I'm or not d- timid or, and then yeah. my final thing which is I guess the more traditional guilty pleasure mm-hmm. Because, you know, yes, I love trash reality TV a lot. We but then, again, not ashamed of that. Yeah. Um. So I was like, ooh, I'm not really guilty about it. But I had always for years been like, my sister is like, loves animated films. Uh-huh. She's not like five. <laughs> She's, I don't know. <laughs> She's four years younger than me. Um, and I always would make a sc- an excuse like I was too sensible a grown up to watch them. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think it's because I know that they are always like surprisingly moving and you cry and I don't really want to cry. And, oh my God, you know, Sometimes yeah, yeah. I'm like, actually, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um. So I'd always be like, no, uh, whatever. Like, no, I want to watch this drama. Yeah, or yeah. Like, or my trash reality TV. Yeah, yeah. You know, like whatever. Like, keep it light, keep it yeah, light. Like, absolutely not. And then she'd always said to me like, you should watch Hotel Transylvania. And I was like, <laughs> Karen, I just don't think I'll like it. Like, yeah. I, I'm too highbrow. Even though I love reality tv it's just i don't know i just had this weird thing where i was like i don't want to do that yeah and i watched the trilogy of hotel transylvania Uh during lockdown and when i tell you it's my favorite thing i've ever seen (laughs) i'm absolutely obsessed with it it's both moving and hilarious yes and the fourth one is coming out soon and the trailer was on in the cinema when i would see something recently and i was by myself and i thought i cannot believe i have denied myself such simple absolute unfiltered joy Mm. Like, wonderful times because, like, what did I think? I was better than animated films? Like, who am I? Yeah. So now, and then, so in lockdown, I started watching all of those type of films with her. Uh-huh. Like, Onward. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so emotional. I watched Onward the other week. Oh, my gosh. It is so, the last couple of minutes. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing. Have you seen Luca? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course I have. Of and course I have. So. Oh, my and, God. Like, but, like, all of those, and actually... I can't remember. Is it? I think it's the Sony ones that are Hotel Transylvania ones, mm. and they also do the ones, the Stork one. What is it called? Uh, oh, I don't know. Oh, it's it's about storks who deliver babies. Also hilarious. <laughs> and I just think like, it, what a what a perfect just 
Yeah, I don't know why. I just thought it was like not cool to love them. I I don't think it's not. I I get. I so I had a thing where like people recently were like, the new Pixar films aren't as good as the old ones, and yeah. I was like, it's because you're thirty five now. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, yeah. Because they are, because because Toy Story came out when we were five. Yeah, of that's course why we it was better. It was like, that's why that's better. And the Sony <laughs> ones are made with more like adult humor for the parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I think I like love them too. And like Dream Shrek. Yeah, I think Shrek holds them. up as like adult Fantastic. funny. Um, but so for a while I was a bit like, guys, why? Like, you know, are we going to see Toy Story four? I was like, no, because like I'm just an I just I'm not a kid. Yeah. However. Like, I watched Luca recently and I was like, this is the best yeah. show, the best film I've ever seen. And off the back of that, super gay, very connected. My sister still has teddies on her bed that are like special from her life. And yeah. I never had a teddy. Yeah. I was always like, I'm too grown up for a teddy from when I was like a baby. Yeah, yeah. I had like one or two, but they were like decorations and like I didn't have any attachment right. or emotion. And I was like, I've never wanted one. And I stayed in her room one night with her in lockdown. <laughs> and she had like this 101 Dalmatian dog. And I was like, Karen. I get it now. <laughs> as an adult, I finally I get, get it. it. As a child, the whole time I was like, I am independent. Uh-huh. I'm an independent human. I do not, I don't need that. Yeah. And then I was blankie. like, I was like, oh my God, I, I understand the comfort thing. I get it. And so I got back to London. I was so sad to leave home after yeah. like, because it'd spent some lockdown time there. Then I had a filming job in Belfast, which was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I just got to be at home and do a job at home. Perfect. So amazing for yeah. like three months. And I got back and she sent me this, toy in the post oh my god and it was like sort of looks like an octopus but it's actually like kids cushion so it's like cushion it has like eight little legs and I burst into tears (laughs) I was like I can't believe that as an adult it's the first time I've realized why why people want myself yeah yeah and now so now it's sort of a cushion and it's sort of a teddy and Mm. I'm absolutely in love with it and so yeah I guess my unguilty guilty pleasure is unashamedly being silly and childish. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Because I think for so long, I was like, I need to like grow up things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm so independent and I run myself like a business, mm-hmm. which you do when you're self-employed and you have a thousand jobs, you're like, I've got to do my tax, I've got to do this yeah, and this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, actually, a lot of me is quite silly and childish. And take the time to, to Indulge be childish. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that's my... I think that's my unguilty pleasure. I love it. Like, oh, I didn't know what you were going to come out with. But fun. I, yes. Just get, a, just get an octopus cushion and watch Luca. Like, just do it. <laughs> oh, I love. I don't have a, um, like, a soft toy or, or anything like that. But, like, I have, like, a serious cushion boyfriend that, <laughs> like, that I sleep with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, a particular pillow that gets, like, yeah. hugged all night. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, this has been a delight. Um where can people, um, if they don't already fi- follow you online, where can they find you? Um, find me on TikTok. Yay! Christina Bennington, where I'm not as big as Christopher Holt. <laughs> um, but I, I'm i doing a lot of Heather's content and sort of how-to singing lessons on there. Love. Who knows what I'll do three weeks from now? Yeah. Who knows? No idea. Um, same on Instagram and Christina Ben on Twitter, where I'm just sort of a bit annoying, actually. So maybe don't follow me there. Uh, <laughs> oh, and you can catch me in Heather's, I guess. Yes. <laughs> How long is Heather's? We're open uh, for another until... three weeks until the 11th of September. Amazing. And then who knows? Because and... self-employment. Like, then you can catch me teaching Pilates at Hardcore. <laughs> yes. And go, go, go. Her class is gorge. Um, and um, thank you for listening. I guess that's it. Thank We've you, done everyone. everything. Thank you so much for being here, Christina. Um, goodbye, everybody. Bye. 
Unguilty Pleasure is produced by Felix. Check her out at basement.space. The theme tune is written and performed by Jordan Lavinia at Jordan Lavinia on IG. And the cover up for the podcast is by Alex Codd at It's Art Babes. Go show some love and support. Thank you so much.